Ja, ja, denk dan! Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Building bridges. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm looking for my notes. I mean, I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. So, as we already teased, today we're going to talk about semi-final one. We already talked about the big five and our host, or like, sort of host country, Ukraine, in our previous episode. And today we look at the songs competing in semi-final one. So I would say, let's get right into it. The first song is Norway. Let's start with Alessandra and Queen of Kings. Oh, I, I, I love it. It's... it's um... I mean, I think already the Norwegian selection was for me quite a good one this year, and I love Alessandra. It's it's such a bop. Like a few days ago, she released Italian version of the song, and it's just, I think, it's great that she's paying, let's say, some sort of you know tribute to her roots or stuff, and and I love it. It's a banger. It's it's an uplifting song, and I I really do enjoy it a lot. I would say a solid. Eight. That's a good start. That's quite high. Yeah. yeah, I also think it's a very it's a very good opener and I really like the uh you know operatic Italian intro this song has that they added with the Northern Lights. I hope they keep that for the staging as well, like the Northern Lights. Um I like the song. I listen to it quite a lot, but I have to say it's not one of my top favorites this year. I think it's doing really well in the betting odds, like It keeps changing now. It's crazy, but it was always between like fourth and sixth, something in that area. I don't really see it finishing that high in the end, but like uh, I really like how well Norway is doing in general lately and that they're really trying, you know? So for me, it's like a seven out of 10. It's solid, but like not my favorite song this year. Uh, shockingly, this this should be my type of music, but I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I think it's something about how it's it's just so repetitive. It's very yelly as well. Like she's always screaming. And I get it. That's the whole point of the song is the empowerment bit. But I don't know. I think it might make a, a nice theme music for a Viking movie instead. Um, but for, for me, it's it's and it's so she's so cute on stage, too. Like, God love her. But like, I I just find it so forgettable. Um, I am expecting a good show from her in Liverpool, though. Uh, as Jan said, MGP this year was phenomenal, and um, the staging was quite good, but uh, they've had since January, so I expect a big elevation from this. And I just want to add that I'm a huge fan, though, of the Italian version that she just released. I, I almost wish she was singing it in Italian. <laughs> and I would give this, uh, right down the middle, I think I would give this a five. So do we think Norway's qualifying, Jan? That's Definitely. Not not a not a doubt about it. Dave. Oh, 100% qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, I say qualifier as well. It would be a huge shock if not. But well, the dreaded spot two in the running order goes to our buddies. Actually, the busker from Malta with dancer on party. Aww. Dave, you had the pleasure to talk to them twice, actually, yeah. as we explained <laughs> in the interview. Um, so, what do you think about Malta? Um, I really, really enjoy this. Um, and like you said, it's just, it's tragic. They put them in second place. I think I can see why, because I mean, you want to keep the energy up after a big opener like Norway, you don't want to go right into a ballad right away. So, I mean, I get it. Um, and yeah, like you said, I spoke to them twice to so maybe I'm a little bit biased. 
Um, I, I just worry about the, the running order, that they'll be forgotten. And, of course, we know number two in the running order is Cursed. Um, yeah. But I really hope not. It's such a fun song, and I really, 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 truly believe they deserve a spot in the final, even before I spoke to them. I just think, you know, Malta always benefits from the jury a lot. They usually do a lot worse with the televotes, and that's why I'm sort of scared for them. But on the other hand, you know, they are in between Norway and Serbia, which are both sort of dark songs. And then they come with this bubbly and colorful, uplifting song. So maybe it does stand out. But, you know, I wouldn't bet on it to qualify. I love it. I, it's, it's, you know, as you said before, we sort of, you know, make this great connection with the busker. And they, they have been like really, um, we really experienced, you know, of doing podcast with them at, at some point twice uh and i love the energy i love how how song is like you know bringing this you know good vibes you, you can't really not to you i mean you can't just you know ignore it um i the only thing i'm sadly afraid of that it's semi-final one you know obviously it's the strongest one and whoever is not really um, named to be the clear qualifier, it's um, it's going to be tough, but I would really want to see them. But as as for now, and until we see, you know, what's going to happen on the stage in Liverpool, in the arena, I hope that I'm wrong, but I I don't see them as for now as a qualifiers in the grand final. So you say non qualifier, and out of ten, what is your score? But I like the song, I really do, and I give him a six. I'm always up for, you know, this kind of songs that brings the good vibes in it. And, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to it quite a lot, actually, this year. Yeah, unfortunately for me as well, I just, I just worry it's going to get forgotten and I don't think it's going to qualify. Um, and also, we like just, just online, uh, and again, I know the Euro fans are a small percentage of the people who will vote, yada, 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 but I just... I'm seeing too much negativity. It's so low in the betting odds. I just worry it won't qualify. That said, I give this a seven. Yeah, I can see a spot for them. I actually think they are like between 10th and 11th in my personal prediction. So maybe it works out. I wish them the best, but I would also rather say no at this point. But I'd give them a decent six as well. All right, we move right on with another interview of ours, uh, Luke Black with Samo Mrs. Bava for Serbia. Jan, you were the only one who sadly wasn't with us for that interview, but what do you think about the Serbian entry? I think that it's uh, it's quite different from, you know, the song we had last year. Um, but yet again, you know, um, Serbia provided, again, great national final and obviously Luke Black was, you know, kind of obvious choice to for Liverpool. Um, it's, it's very different. Um, I somehow um, see it as, you know, as Hatari from 2019, slightly, a little bit, because mm. of, you know, this kind of vibe in the song. And this is why I think Europe sh- will probably go for it. And um, I don't really see a problem for Serbia this year to qualify. And I think they, even working on their PR moves from the you know pre-parties and stuff, they're definitely on their Eurovision map. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a yes for Serbia this year again. Solid seven 
for me. That's a good start. Um, I am going to, before I forget, I'm going to agree with Jan and give this um, a seven as well, I think. Um, I'm not one, um, I, I don't know how Sebi and I are friends because I'm the complete opposite of when it comes to Sebi for stuff like this. Um, like, I, I know you look for the, like, the meaning behind the songs and how important the lyrics are, how well it's written. I don't care. I think I've said this before. But there's something about this song, and again, it could be from talking to him, now that I understand the lyrics, like, this song is just oozing with metaphors and with symbolism, and it's it's incredible. Um, and I really, I had to watch his national final performance a few times to, 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 to go back and look, and it, it makes sense, like, when he's unplugging the dancers. Like, it's so cool. So... Like Alessandra, I'm expecting uh, more in Liverpool. Maybe something along the same vibe as what he did in Belgrade. But again, step it up a notch. And maybe he'll pick out some more um, metaphors or some other things from his song to kind of put on stage with him. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I actually disagree with that. I would do less on Liverpool because I thought the staging was a little bit confusing. And as Luke told us in our interview, like that wasn't even rehearsed properly. Like he just did whatever he <laughs> thought of on stage. And I'm just scared this might go because, you know, the song itself is so good. It stands for itself. You know, you don't need an extra show to add to that song. The song alone in a dark minimalistic staging would do probably more than putting too much. Yeah. I'm scared that this might turn into, you know, Portugal 2019 in the movies where they suddenly <laughs> overdid it and he looked like a Christmas tree and all that, you know. Just keep it simple if your song is already standing by itself, the way Constructa did it. But yeah, I love this song and I would also give it a 7 out of 10. All right, song number four, another interview of ours, in fact, and also our most listened interview this season. Can you believe it? Um... It was a lovely interview, but unfortunately with very bad sound, I apologize for that once again. Uh, we gained many Latvian followers for that as well. Uh, it's Sunlights with Aya or Lullaby. Um, well, you guys know this is one of my big favorites this year. I just love how it, you know, combines several genres. It has this really, you know, guitar solo, this rocky moment, and then it has this indie vibes. And also, you know, the last part in Latvian is really beautiful. Um, I'm really nervous for this one, um, but on the other hand, you know, it's such high quality and I think there will be a way for this to go through. I pray to all gods every day and yeah, thank you again, Latvia, for this nice interview and to all the Latvian listeners. Um, I think Latvia is this year one of these countries which may surprise I would dare to say that people people are like sleeping on that song and on that performance, and it's I think it's 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 very underrated, um, and I have this feeling that once this whole thing will be in Liverpool, this will be this could be you know complete um, difference when it comes to you know supporting this specific song. Um, I as for now until we don't see this how. Is this going to work on stage? It has a potential, of course, to qualify. As for now, I'm afraid it will stay out of top 10. But, um, you know, we should definitely wait and see for the rehearsals to see what they will do. 
and I'm scoring them. Do I score them already? Yeah. Yeah. I, I give them a six. Yeah, well, it's 10 for me, obviously. <laughs> I do think if there is going to be a shock qualifier from semifinal one, uh, given that I think most people would agree semifinal two is kind of up in the air, semifinal one, more or less, I think the story is already written. But if there's going to be a shock qualifier, it could be this one. Um, although I do worry that Latvia's non-qualification streak will extend this year. Um, this isn't my type of music. Um, and before all the Latvians get mad at me, I loved Justs. I was so happy with Justs. And there's been a few Latvian entries since then that haven't gone through that I thought uh, should have. But uh, I just, I just, this one puts me to sleep. It's, uh, it's a lullaby. And like Jan said, I think it's going to come down to staging. Um, they're going to they're gonna need to keep me and other viewers awake by doing something um, and, and I don't know what it would be. I, I can't wait to watch it and see, but I think it's going to need something to pick it up to get it through. Alright, song number five is Ai Corazao by Mimicat representing Portugal. Maybe I start with this one. I find the mix of this really interesting, you know, it had this Lady Marmalade, Moulin Rouge type of staging, but then it's like, you know, so Portuguese and so uplifting as well. Um, I don't know if people are going to connect with that. Um, it's kind of, you know, I don't know if it fits together, but at the same time, you know, it's definitely standing out. There's nothing like this in this competition. So even though it's not really my top song i think it should go through quite easily just for that fact that it's you know unique and standing out but personally i would be like with a five for this one when it comes to portugal i have to admit that i was you know pretty much not ignoring that song but like from what i heard you know in this little snippets because i wasn't watching festival de Cansao this year um but this song is such a grower it's unbelievable and as i said before it's definitely standing out because like we're you know we're having this kind of mysticness on the stage which we probably never seen before in this kind of form and and i love it and i enjoy it and i can wait to see what they're bringing to liverpool it's you know it's it but it, it really is such a specific song i'm not so sure if everyone will appreciate it through the same eyes but um, I would love to see them to go through top 10 of the evening. And I, 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 I predict them to qualify. Um, so I'll be the third uh, one to agree. I think this will qualify. Um, I feel like Mimi Cat tries to take us back in time with her song, maybe back to the 1930s, 1940s. Uh, but for me, it's a trip I didn't ask for, sadly. Um, I, I am blown away, though, by her amazing vocals. And uh, as Jan just said again, she was certainly a standout at Festival La Cansao. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. But uh, I, I definitely think there's nothing like this in the competition. And she's sailing through to Saturday. All right. We continue with Ireland in number six. Uh, Wild Youth perform We Are One. Well, um... The vocals are questionable <laughs> in their national final and in every pre-party. 
the outfit choices i'm not sure about like every time they wore something different but every time it looked kind of goofy and you know I the could... music video the bag sparkly bag yeah. over his head i still don't understand what that's about yeah the song itself is you know nothing that stands out it's been heard before um i really think ireland is heading for another last place in the semi i could definitely see that yeah i see them as a non-qualifier and for me it's also sadly a one out of ten especially because you know the first five are all strong you know despite like ignoring your own preferences and your own taste of music they're all like very good individually and i think this one is just you know much weaker in comparison you know sometimes i'm i'm trying to think what happened with the same country we're talking about with the period which happened in the 90s you know it's it's unbelievable because like no matter how hard sweden is trying to catch this kind of streak you know uh, there was no era in the whole is history of eurovision where one single country would have so many you know winning years and i have no idea i have no idea what they are doing right now um especially when they really say they try every single possible way to bring the best out of the country um i i mean i wasn't a fan personally of of we are one since it was presented for the late night show uh the late late show <laughs> something Please choose the right that. yeah <laughs> but um i don't know i mean as you said sebi i agree with you like they they weren't they were not really 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 good at the pre-parties as well um and nowadays this is sort of you know kind of indicator for for what we're looking for liverpool or like for upcoming contest and i don't see them as a qualifiers i give them three out of ten aye, aye, aye. um of course like this song has been getting so much hate and i do think it's a bit harsh uh like if you two had released this song back in 2002 this would have been a big hit yeah um, definitely yeah you know like yeah but it's also 2023 you should take that into consideration if you just talk yeah. about me cat yeah like at least but it's not 100 years old this is only 20 years old um i give this a four all right is next uh croatia lit three with mama is it Letri or Letri, Jan? You should know more it's, about that. It's Letri. Letri. Okay. Okay, so given that most viewers won't know the meaning of the song, uh, the night of the semi when the voting opens, I think either one of two things will happen. This will be either memorable enough to get people to vote for it, or it's going to leave viewers shaking their heads going WTF, and then it won't qualify. So I'm kind of on the fence with it qualifying or not um as for the song uh this one is also some it's just it's it's too all over the place i i i'm i'm kind of ranking these based on like when i'm driving around driving to work whatever and i'm listening to my eurovision 2023 playlist do i listen to the song or do i click next and how fast do i click next and when croatia comes on it's a very quick next because I, I don't even want to listen to it so I think I'm going to have to give this another two. You know, when I heard that, first of all, that Letri are competing in Croatian national selection, uh, you know, the, I mean, Europe doesn't know that, but like they are really, really epic. The band working from the 90s, uh, sorry, 80s on, 
and they're quite huge. Right after Eurovision, they're having a concert in Ljubljana on the 25th of May, uh, which they're promoting right now. Um, I'm always on board when it comes to some kind of extreme stuff like Mama Sch is. Um, for, you know, it, it really is standing out, but as they've said, you know, it can be two side effects. It could be, or, yes, this is so weird, I love it, I, I, I'm going to vote for it, or WTF, you know, <laughs> this is staying out of semi. Um, I think, according to pre-parties, and that, like, people enjoyed it, and as much as we saw this kind of costumes on the Dora stage as well, we saw pretty much same, you know, image on the pre-parties. I'm assuming that they are bringing this kind of image to Liverpool as well, um, with this whole PR idea of Golden Tractor, you know, traveling around Europe to get to uh, Liverpool. Yes, it is probably one of the best ones in years from Croatia. And uh, they're definitely standing out, you know, like in the previous years when they didn't have a song which would stand out like this one. Also, when you translate it directly into Croatian, um, you know, th there's like extra meaning behind the song and maybe no one, no, it can happen that some people won't get it. Um, but I, I will be super, super, super... Um, brave here and I will say that Croatia is qualifying and I give them an 8 just because they're so extreme and I love it so much and yeah yeah I would say the same I actually always saw them as an easy qualifier of course I can see a scenario where they're not qualifying but like in a year with a hundred percent televotes I just struggle to see them as a non-qualifier because it's you know people like crazy stuff and especially if there are no juries to rank them lower i think it should be a done deal um and i really like the song as well i wasn't sure about the performance at first but like you know when we had our dora talk it was already my favorite just when we had only the studio versions without any performances so yeah, i would also give this an eight and i see this as a qualifier and we'll also see the next act, which is Switzerland, Watergun by Remo Fora. Um, I'm not a big fan of the piano at the beginning. Um, I, I see it more so for staging, though. Like, I, I can see, like, a dark stage, and it's zoomed in on the piano, and he's starting to play, and it'll slowly zoom out and reveal whatever he's going to do. Um, but the more I listen to the song, the more I like it. It's really growing on me. Uh, for his age, he's got some very impressive vocal control. Uh, he's only 21. And uh, given the political climate of Europe these days, singing a song, I don't want to be a soldier, might tug at a few heartstrings as well. So this is a powerful male ballad, I think. It's going to be hard to pull off. Um, from what I've seen at the pre-parties, I think he's done pretty well. He does a great job. He's getting lots of compliments. So I think we're going to see him in the final on Saturday, and I'd give this a 7. Yeah. If you just rank voices, he's probably in the top three of this whole year. And it's a fine song as well. I like to listen to it. Um, what bothers me about this is, you know, at first I also thought, you know, the lyrics were good. But then, like, I looked at them and they're, like, basically just saying, oh, war is bad. And I was like, well, if there's a war going on in Europe right now, why can't this have a little bit more meaning? 
Oh, well, I think Switzerland might struggle just, you know, for the sake of televote scores. We know Marius Baer last year qualified easily, but then that was due to the juries. Without the juries, he wouldn't have qualified. And I think it's about time Switzerland, you know, changes their path. You know, they're kind of the new Cyprus. You know, Cyprus sent five Fuegos after Fuego did so well. <laughs> and now after John's tears, they're sending like the same male ballot all the time. Um, I think Switzerland might just miss out. No, uh, the thing is, with, with Switz, as you said before, because I can co completely agree with you, um, they're kind of, you know, counting on this kind of same format, which was successful, and they're repeating it every year. And that's pretty much, you know, like, uh, Remo is an amazing vocalist, as you said before, probably one of the top three um, mm. of this year. Um, I do have a little problem with a song, though, because... These kind of songs always get me, you know, like in a way that I can, you know, get on board with it and I enjoying this powerfulness because, you know, um, I love both up tempos and good power ballads as well. It's just like Watergun doesn't do much for me. Yeah. And, but I, I'm sure that, you know, people could enjoy the quality. And for the sake of the quality of, of the singer, I see them in the top 10. But if so, on the ninth or 10th place. Hmm. And I give it a solid 7 for an amazing vocals. All right, song number 9 is Unicorn by Noah Kirel. Um, I really like the bits of it you know it's not really a song even it's just random bits of different songs you know put together and i enjoy the bits individually i just wish you know for eurovision that you could also you know submit a real song and not just a performance because you whenever i listen to this song you know you can hear that it's just written for eurovision and it's just written for the performance i mean the last minute of it is just a dance break without any singing so that's too bad, but I think Israel will do an amazing show this year, and I definitely see them as a qualifier, but I would also be with a five for this one. Well, Israel was, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it was the first entrant for this year's Eurovision selected, right? It was already back in July. Yeah. And I have to say that due to, you know, all of this hype which was building around Noah Kirel, she is probably the biggest Israeli pop star right now, um, I was expecting a little bit more because whatever she is offering, it's not that we couldn't, you know, hear this already at some point. But as you said, she's definitely, she's definitely preparing a great show. Um, and it's a, you know, a sure qualifier. I wouldn't see that she would struggle anyhow with it, uh, given to how, <laughs> I love how several years ago, um, Israel actually promoted their song on one of the dating apps we all know to vote for them. So I'm pretty much sure they're using all of this kind of marketing tools, you know, to make sure that she will qualify and she will definitely qualify. Um, but it's, 
you know, I, I, I kind of have like this issue of getting on board with this song because it's, you know, again, it does not, I mean, I wouldn't skip it, but like I'm not really regularly choosing this song to listen and I'm giving it a six. Yeah, um, this one is on my gym playlist. Like, I really like how it starts slowly, and you can tell it's going to turn into a banger as it goes through. I don't know if you've seen the music video. It's very odd, so I I, I, I can't really predict what she's going to do on stage with this. Besides, mm-hmm. the, She is known for her provocative performances, though, so who knows? Maybe we, we will see her gallop on the stage dressed as a unicorn after all. I have no idea. Um, you can tell, though, like you said, they're, they're definitely uh, hungry after not qualifying last year. They want to get back in the final. Um, the, the, the whole picking her in July last year. I mean, that was, I mean, they, they've had this planned. Um, I, I mean, I like it. That said, it's kind of, um, I don't know if I, I'm over it or I listen to it too many times, but um, whereas some songs uh, for me are growers, this one is what we call it, the shrinker. <laughs> I'm finding myself listening to this less often. Um, and I would give this a seven, I think. All right, song number 10 is Pasha Parfeni, who is, of course, returning for Moldova this year with Suarelisi Luna. Wow, I mean, the issue of that song is that um, it has so many other songs being able, you know, just to win the whole thing. And I would love to have Eurovision in Moldova. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, I would go for like live auditions. I would go for, you know, national final. I would go for, you know, this, I mean, I love how Pasha is bringing, you know, this kind of Latino smoothie energy, but still, you know, this kind of likable thing. Moldova is doing great with Televote lately, and I don't think they will have any issues this year either. Um, it's such a great song. He was performing it well at the pre-parties. Uh, audience enjoyed it and I think that's pretty much great path just to go to Liverpool um, I don't think Moldova should be you know worried about the options of qualifying I think we can all agree on that and uh, you know Pasha can go directly to Liverpool with eight points from me that's not a bad start for Pasha Dave what do you say I um yeah I'm gonna agree with everything Jan said I'll keep it short and sweet uh, Moldova shockingly had a, a better uh, national final this year than I was expecting. I full disclosure, I was hoping to see Sunstroke Project back. I really liked Yummy Mummy, and kind of thought that would win. So I was a bit surprised when Pasha pulled it off. But um, my only um, beef, not even really a beef, with this song is just again, I I don't like these really repetitive songs. I feel like this has the the Eurovision hook. He's he's going to try and get everyone in the arena singing. The, the lyrics, and I'm not going to try and say it because I don't want to butcher the Moldovan, but like I can see everyone chanting that over and over and over, gets the crowd involved, and that'll help the televote, and yada, yada. So I, I see what he's doing. It's just I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Um, so, But I am expecting some cool staging. Moldova was good. He's done well in the pre-parties. So I think this one's going straight through, but just because of the repetitive bits, I knocked this down to a six. Yeah, I actually wasn't surprised at all that Pasha won. I mean, we had loads of returning artists in Moldova this year. I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly the will to return is very strong there. But it was definitely the best song there. And I really think that Moldova might be in the top three of this semifinal just because it's only televoting, you know? 
Stupsi Stuber second in the final with the Teller voting last year. Despite being a small country, you know, Moldova impressively knows how to stage their entries really well. They always, you know, if it's uh, Doredos with an awesome staging, you know, even if the songs are not great, as with uh, Anna Odobescu, she still brought, you know, a sand artist randomly. And yeah, I think this is gonna do really well. Um, definitely a qualifier and a nine from me. All right, another returning artist from 2012, right after each other, the 2012 reunion. Uh, a certain uh, Lorraine is apparently competing with Tattoo. Never heard of it before. Yeah, Dave. Um, nine, qualifying, near perfection. You know, I was one of the rare people who didn't always get all the hype around Euphoria and for how many years it stayed in the top of ESC 250. But I'm in love with Tattoo and, you know, no words needed actually here. Um, you know, surely qualifying the whole thing, winning the semi-final, probably Queen winning Marie. the whole thing as well. That's all we have to say. Um, so Dave gave a 9, I will give a 9 as well. I'm giving it 10, straight away. Number 12, Azerbaijan, Tural and Turan are singing Tell Me More. Um, First of all, I have to say I'm really glad that Azerbaijan finally sent something authentic and, you know, they finally ditched the Swedish songwriters. Um, unfortunately, it's not working with this song. <laughs> I would have loved, you know, for them to send something, you know, that slaps more. I think it's a perfectly fine song. I actually like listening to it, but at the same time, it just doesn't stand out at all in the semi-final. And I really think that Azerbaijan is heading for another non-qualification. And it's only a 3 out of 10 for me. Well, I used to, you know, enjoy a lot of Azerbaijan in Eurovision in the past. But um, it's definitely a good song in a way of quality. But I just don't, you know, I, I can barely connect with Tell Me More anyhow. Um, somehow, for me, I think it's hard to sell this song to, to let's say, to this kind of audience they're heading to. Um, but yet again, I wish them best of luck. But it's a four from me. So, Seb, you stole what I was going to say. But uh, I'll just add that uh, the electric guitar kind of saves it a bit at the end. Um and I initially didn't like it, but I find myself listening to it, like not flicking through it when it comes on in the playlist now. So maybe this one's growing on me a little bit. Um, of course, they didn't have a national final. And I don't think we've seen them at any of the pre-parties. They've kind of just stuck around Azerbaijan. And they're promoting the song heavily on their social media, but they haven't been out at any of the events. So we haven't really heard it live. So it's kind of kind of hard to judge what they're going to have to do on stage to get this to stand out, especially following Lorraine. Speaking of which, of course, she's on before Pasha, as we mentioned, who she competed against in 2012. And then she's followed by the country where Pasha and Lorraine were for Eurovision in Azerbaijan. Coincidence? I think not. Well, song number 13 is Czechia, Czech Republic. Um new name and new sounds definitely it's Vesna with my sister's crown 
Um, we already talked about this uh, months ago. It feels forever ago. Jan, has your opinion changed on Vezina at all? Well, you know, um, for me, this is a pure perfection in any sort of a way. I have to say one thing, even though they won through the national final, ESCZ, um, there was this one pre-party in Poland, which where I got scared because the sound was awful and their performance, you know, wasn't that good. But luckily that was, again, probably, you know, the case of, uh, of the, how do you call it? the equipment, the, the, the sound, etc. I, I enjoy this. I just hope they're not bringing this kind of hip hop track vibes on the stage and they're more like sticking to some, you know, um, more original idea because I the, the whole thing for me is an amazing. I love this, you know, empowerment girls are having and and I saw the performance of some, you know, good like morning show in, in, in Czechia and I thought, oh, are they playing or playback or something? But I've heard breathing and I said like, oh, wow. So this is like really live. So this is how they sound with a proper sound, with the, you know, proper microphones, etc. And And this is for me, it's, you know, I mean, for me, this is top five overall. And I'm not sure if that will really happen. I hope it will. Uh, but it's, I, I don't think it should be, you know, for Czechia to struggle to qualify this year. They will definitely be on the top 10 list to qualify. Uh, I give it a three out of 10. And I don't see a world, though, where this won't qualify. Uh, just not for me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. If I start talking, it won't end well. So <laughs> I actually could see this as a non qualifier. Um, I really like the song and I agree with Jan, like the studio version is amazing, but it loses so much life. Um, you got to send me a link to whatever you mentioned right now. Uh, I really want to hear that because every, will do, will do yeah, every live performance of theirs that I've heard, not just pre parties, you know, everything I've heard, um, just wasn't good enough for me. I think the studio version almost has this kind of gospel vibe to it, you know, when they all sing together. It just loses that uh, in the live performance for me. It's fallen in the odds too, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it just dropped out of the top 10 of the betting odds. I see them as a qualifier for now, but if they are not qualifying, I wouldn't be shocked. Let's say it like that. And I would give them a 7. Alright, so second to last, uh, performance-wise at least, results-wise we're going to see very soon as well. Um, the Netherlands are singing Burning Daylight by Mia and Dion. Written by Duncan Lawrence, of course. I think you can hear that as well. I think uh, it sounds very Duncan Lawrence, the song. And I yeah. quite liked this when it was released. Um, that was until I heard it live. And, you know, there are things like, you know, we just talked about Vesna. I think Vesna can be fixed. And there are a couple of other, you know, you can always have sound problems or something. but Dia and Mion don't harmonize. They don't go well together vocally. At all. They struggled, let's say it like that, individually as well. And I just don't see a spot for the Netherlands. I always saw them as a qualifier, but just knowing 
how they sound live, I really can't see it happening. Um, I give this six out of ten, and you again said literally everything I had planned to say. So I'll pass it off to Jan. I liked the idea of it when they were announced, you know, as a duo. Um, you can definitely hear Duncan Lawrence in the song, you know, but for me, it was all gone when I heard them live. And as you said, like sometimes pre-parties cannot really have the best sound, but on the other hand, there were several other artists who also attended the same event several times in different places and they all sound, you know, they sounded decent. Meanwhile, the Netherlands wasn't the case, um, and I think Autotross is on the way trying to fix all this, but I don't see them going through, especially not following Duncan Lawrence's success from 2019. And closing, or headlining as we learned from Voyager, headlining the first <laughs> semi-final is Garia with Cha 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 for Finland. Dave, you start with this one because you've been complaining that we took all your birds away. So go ahead. Uh, I gave it 9 out of 10 and definite qualifier. Um, I, th I think he's uh, Lorraine's only real competition, the only real threat for the, the victory. And if we go to Helsinki next year instead of Stockholm, I don't think I would be too upset. I think... Um... You know, the final is always different, especially this year when we have juries as well. I think for the semi-final, this really is Finland's victory with only Televote. And I can also see him win a Televote in the final. Um, I love it. Um, it's a 10 out of 10 for me and also definitely qualifying. And Jan, you can close with your words for Finland now. Or headline. <laughs> <laughs> I will say only this, it's crazy, it's party, you know, <laughs> and I remember um, we we said about this very situation probably several times on this podcast, but when this song wasn't even selected yet to represent Finland, I remember when me and Sebi went to, to um, this kind of Euro club in Vienna earlier this year, I remember this, this song was probably the one which grabbed the whole attention of the club and people went crazy and I get it why it's it's so you know um, it, it's different and it's catchy and it's logical why people get all the attention of it and um, yes as you guys said before probably the only real competition to Lorien this year um, and I give it yeah of course it will qualify it's not even a question um, it will probably also win the televote as well. And I give it 10 out of 10. Uh, so in alphabetical order, our qualifiers would be Croatia, Czechia, Finland, Latvia, Moldova, Malta, Norway, Serbia, Sweden, and Switzerland which means in our ideal contest, I guess that would leave Azerbaijan, Ireland, Israel, the Netherlands, and Portugal uh, going home, I guess. I could live with that. 
So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, these are of course just our sense. So let us know what you think, who your qualifiers are, where you agree and where you disagree with us. And we see you for our semi-final two episodes very soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.